All right, we'll get this thing going. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show about cosplay conventions and all the extra nerdy bits and bites. And for this episode, I am joined once again by my lovely bestie, uh, Mink the Seder. Hello. Hello. And um, so basically the premise of this, I guess, series of episodes that I'm going to try to do um, is that basically cons haven't happened for a long time this year and it's pretty much extending into next year. So I figured with any return guests that I'm able to grab, uh, basically just be like a catch-up stream to see what they've been up to with all the quarantine lockdown fun stuff that's been happening as far as like their cosplay work or their patreon work or their only fans work if that applied to them and just yeah just see if they're still being able to create or make outfits i know mink has holy smokes you've been you've been, been creating I'm, I'm just like i'm thinking like a you're crazy and b at the very least once cons come back into the fray you at least i would hope have outfits to wear and not just keep making new ones. Oh, don't worry. I'll keep making new ones. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, so before we get into that, uh, <coughs> quick uh, shout out to my fellow patrons over on my Patreon. We have uh, Kendall, Nicole Marie Jean, uh, Noah, Mink, Oh My Sophie, and Coralia Jade. And as far as my blog is concerned, um... It, it's looking like this may be another hiatus month because um, no one's making new outfits. And there is a part of me that's a little bit lazy in wanting to research new cosplayers. One, the my last episode, the guest that I had said she would hook me up with some photos. So I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, like the latest posts you can possibly find are my reviews on uh, Hades for the Switch, as well as Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory for the Switch. And I had just literally, like maybe a couple hours ago, beaten or cleared through the story of God of War. I'm not going to do a review on that because of uh, just, I don't know. I'm not in the mood to, but uh, here's a, a short synopsis. Uh, I got really emotional. And uh, the story was fantastic. The combat was amazing. Took me a while to get into it, but then I did. So I may do some extra stuff here and there. Sort of like post-game stuff for a little while. And uh, yeah. So without further ado, Mink, what the hell have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) I've been busy. Um, So yeah, there's no conventions going on, but that hasn't stopped me from creating cosplay as if I was going to conventions because the reality of the fact is I never made cosplay for conventions. Like I never made a costume and said, I'm going to wear it to this convention. (laughs) I made a cosplay and said, I'm going to make this costume. So yeah, yeah, it, it does suck that I don't get to wear it around and like hang out with my friends or do panels in costume but I'm still making them. So I'm still working at the same aggressive pace that I did pre-COVID. Just now I guess I have a 
smaller window of showing people that I did anything. It's right. a little depressing if you spend any measure of time thinking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So right now, I'd say on average, I'm doing at least one cosplay build a month. Oh, oh, just took a sip of my coffee. Okay, so yeah, you you still that still like pertain to your was that was your quest this year, so to speak, to make a Pokemon cosplay every single month. Well, to make a cosplay every month, it's a ideal if it's Pokemon in the sense that you know. <sighs> I'm on a quest to cosplay all of the Gen 1 Pokemon. So, yeah, it'd be great if the cosplay I was working on was Pokemon related so that it wouldn't take me like 30 years to <laughs> hit my goal. But sometimes I get distracted. Uh, not so much this time around. Like, there are some things that I do want to do that aren't Pokemon related. Um, but I haven't deigned to do them yet i think i've kept it mostly in the pokemon family since the lockdown has begun right right and then i noticed that you've been able to like do some socially distancing uh photo shoots for like the finished outfits that you've yeah it, yes and no so until i basically held out like obviously when lockdown happened um, it was just my boyfriend and I shooting photos in my backyard, my ever-changing backyard. Then right. in the summertime, I was a little bit more comfortable going outside and being outside. Um, and at the time, lockdown measures in, across this, the like two states that I wanted to visit um, were, were okay. You could do that. Uh, right, but right. unfortunately, I'd say mid-October was the last time I felt like I could comfortably go and and um, break that bubble that I have. Sure. So now it's it's back to shooting in the backyard. But I mean, it's it, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm very grateful that... Um, my partner is a photographer and knows what he's doing with a camera and has a nice camera. Oh, that's I also a plus, yeah. have been taking cell phone photos because uh, you know what? People get it. Yeah. <laughs> they know that, yeah, in, in this, the age of COVID, you don't want to necessarily take any unnecessary risks. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Location shooting is probably going to be hard to do for me until either warmer weather or a vaccine is available. Right. Absolutely. Which is a shame because I do love location shooting. I think there's nothing that really creates a zen for your costume quite like when you are in the atmosphere that that costume clearly belongs in oh yeah picking out an area that you think like oh like this area would be best suited for like aloy or this area would be best suited for like a ghost pokemon absolutely um, so that yeah. the um what i'm thinking off the top of my head i went not very far actually there was a park slash zoo 
I guess, uh, maybe 20 minutes from where I live. Uh, and I shot with one of my friends, tailored shot photography. And yeah, you know, we, we were very good about wearing masks. I only took my mask off when it was time to actually do the shoot. She mm. wore masks the whole time. And uh, we shot my bioplume and it was a great location. It really gave this like witchy vibe, which was what we were looking for. And I'd never been to that location before. So it was just very cool. And getting to see the photos that came of it felt so great. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'll see that again, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. Maybe. maybe. Well, now as I look to my immediate future, I'm like, man, these COVID restrictions do a little bit suck. Like they're important. And of course I'm going to follow them, but like, oh, this is going to suck because my December cosplay plans are really they do so much better in a location that isn't my backyard yeah and, oh, oh yeah the one that you shared that you were working on which um i won't i mean i can here. tell people they just they won't get to see it until it's done or maybe it'll be done by the time you listen to it i don't know so don't i'm working know. on uh articuno from pokemon yeah and that's the that's the first legendary bird, so to speak, that you've done a cosplay for, correct? That is correct. I have not done any of the legendary no birds yet. No no Moltres. Yeah. I mean, Moltres, I'm sorry. It's a little bit garbage. Oof. What? Well, That's not an unpopular opinion. Moltres' design is like a fire chicken. They wanted it to look like a phoenix, but it kind of came off as like a derp fire chicken. It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I feel like it has like some like kind of round belly or something. It's not especially cool. Like no. Articuno, pretty good. Zapdos, stunning. Oh, I, that Zapdos is my favorite. Zapdos is everyone's favorite because <laughs> the design work is joke. <laughs> and then you get to Moltres, sad fire chicken, and you're just like, mm, buddy. Womp womp. I'm sorry, uh, buddy. Right. There's just not a whole lot of pizzazz. And like, I don't know. They tried to make it better for the Galarian form, but I don't think they did. What, like, what, what type did they make it? Oh, I have to look that up. Oh, it's dark. Dark flying. What? That's bizarre. The design looks better. It's just not great. <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. That's I, good. I mean, of the three Galar forms... I'd say Articuno is the weakest, personally. I mean, fight me, whatever. I don't care. Um, I still think Zapdos takes the cake for coolest design. But yeah, I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember like the designs when they first announced that they were coming in for the expansion pack, correct? Yeah, the DLC, maybe? I No, maybe it was I, the expansion. Yeah, I haven't played the expansion pack yet, so I have no I idea. I haven't played in a long time. It's bad. But like, like... Like the DLC'd bad? No, no, it's bad that I haven't played. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard the DLC's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know yeah. what? All, all the reviews I've heard were, it's fine. But to, but to be fair, all the reviews of Pokemon that I've heard were like, it's it's a Pokemon game. 
<laughs> you get what you get with the Pokemon. You get what you get There's with no Pokemon, surprises yeah. no with surprises. a Pokemon game. Sword yeah. and Shield revolutionized Pokemon in the sense that they took the encounter situation that you find in like Pokemon Go and Let's Go Eevee slash Pikachu and, and put that in a game. And they had one area that was like uh, an open world area. Yeah. And it was like groundbreaking. Because yeah. for once, my low, low, low team could find a Pokemon and get like, you know, complete party kill. Which is real terrible if you're trying to do. Do not try to do Nuzlocke on Sword and Shield. Oh, 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 yeah, no. You will be severely disappointed if you accidentally run into like a level 30 or 50. For those listeners unfamiliar, person. Nuzlocke is when you start a Pokemon game. And anytime your Pokemon faints, you view it as dead. And you may not use it again. You release them into the wild. Gamers release Hardcore them. people would. Other folks just put them in a box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> that would make it a lot less painful. That's for yeah, sure. I mean, the hardcore Nuzlocke folks release them, which I cannot bring. And then they also they every time they go to a new zone, the first Pokemon they see is the one they yes. catch, and then they can't catch anything else. That I forgot about that. That is the yeah. also the worst. It's you get what you get. You get now what the you good get. news is because of the way the um, spawn rate for Pokemon goes, um, like you can see Pokemon before you encounter them in Sword and Shield, so that kind of defeats the purpose of Nuzlocke. So you can just walk into the Pokemon you want. Yeah, since wild Pokemon. It's not so much of a wild encounter because you can actually see them in person, yeah. I'm sure there are rules for new Nuzlocke for that game. I just don't know. Right. Anyway, uh, anyway. enough Pokemon. I mean, we keep going with Pokemon since that's a key aspect of your cosplay adventure, <laughs> I think. I know. it's Throughout it's, your years. Well, it's because Pokemon is so darn inspiring yeah. and so enduring. It's like the double whammy because the reality is pokemon's been around for like 20 something years it'll be you know, 25 next year yeah it, they're, it's hype, they're hyping up their celebration part of our cultural zeitgeist yeah and, and 25 with, years old jeez yeah jeez but like with pokemon go uh it made uh, even the first generation that much more accessible to everybody who like didn't play it when it first came out. Yeah. So in addition to just being so well known, it's like I said, it's very inspiring. It's a, gr I've been enjoying getting to celebrate a series of games that I really enjoy while also getting to flex my creative muscles and do some de design work. Because the reality is when you dress up, as a Pokemon, either you are doing an interpretation or you're doing a fursuit. There really is no in between. Like, yeah, you're, I'm not technically cosplaying like proper all of the Pokemon because, you know, I'm not building quad suits every 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm doing Speaking, interpretations. Yeah. yeah. 
somewhat. Oh no, it's still related. Pokemon wise, uh, favorite dog, favorite legendary dog. Uh, let me get back to you on that. My knee jerk might be Suicune, but mine is Suicune. Entei is also pretty close. So it see the hard thing is. I just never vibed as hard with the legendary doggos like I wanted to. Right. They were just kind of meh. I feel as like a design, was... they were all kind of weak. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, I think and I think Entei's popularity would I I want to say do in part to the third movie that was centered around him when that came out. I never the saw younger. the third movie, but that's because it took me years to even play the third game. There was, it, it wasn't like I had a falling out. It was just, it wasn't as central to my life. It was like, no, the dog I played were... the first game religiously. I played the second game on an emulator. Yeah, the dog were the second game, yeah. I couldn't wait for the second game to come out. <laughs> so I played it on an emulator. Oh, wow. For the Game Boy, a poorly translated. Ooh. So they were like, I couldn't understand how the breeding mechanic worked because it was poorly translated. And so half the time you'd get like some result and it would just be like in Japanese and I couldn't understand it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good times. Um, but yeah, then it was like one, two, skip a few. Suddenly the next Pokemon I'm ga game I'm playing is like gen six. Which I did was... retroactively go back and play like the remake of Gen Three, and okay, yep. I think I played Gen Four. Gen Five, I tried to play, but I quit out real fast. It was so garbage. I'm sorry. Really? No. Yeah. No. I was the same. Like I skipped Gen Five with black and white. I skipped down on it because none of the Pokemon designs grabbed me, but then I eventually... Even did. the legendaries were Garbo. Oh, yeah. They were stupid. No imagination to them. There are people who stand by it and listen. You're allowed to. But it just wasn't... So then, you know, like, I, I just remember seeing news about it, like the Pokemon account. Like, they're hyping up, you know, next year, their 25th anniversary with a lot of stuff. And people are saying that they're gonna have a new game coming out. So what? they're 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 well no they're te well no not a new mainline game. They are teetering between a second Let's Go game, but this time centered around the Johto region, or and apparently next year not only the 25th anniversary of Pokemon as a whole, but it's the 15th anniversary of. Diamond and Pearl. So the other idea is, oh, a Diamond and Pearl remake. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to do that anyway, because as graphics get better, it's just yeah, easy yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, there was no need for the Omega Ruby Sapphire, but we got it. And I, I played it. I didn't. Cause I didn't oh, like that Ruby was that was how I I got my fix. Yeah, I didn't like Ruby and Sapphire. I don't know why I picked up Sapphire and then I picked up Emerald. I don't know why I did that. Oh, well, because you wanted to catch them all. I guess so. 
or wanted to see new story content or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I don't play Pokemon for the story. No. Who is playing Pokemon for the story? I don't know. I'm sure people are. And you know what? You, the, you, dear listener, might be one of them. I am not playing Pokemon for the story. The stories are always all right. Like, I don't know. I still think of Sun and Moon as the epitome of... No, I mean, you know what? I was about to say Sun and Moon as being the epitome of, like, bonker story but i lie because x and y had a bonker story too yeah after a while there's only so much it's like all right this this region is somehow responsible for the end of the world no this region is responsible for the end of the world no this region has a pokemon god now we have ultra-dimensional beings that we have to catch in an ultra-dimensional ball. Yeah. And now we can make our balls even bigger. That sounds silly. Now yeah. we can make them even bigger. We can make them gigantic, but also maximum. We can make them gigantic maximum. You yeah. see what I'm doing here there, right? You, you've, you've been following along, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I've been following along. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, let, I'm letting you go. I'm letting you vent. I am letting you then. I mean, then um, again, then again, as I'm sitting here reading the Riot Act of Pokemon, it's like, yeah, but they still have my money. I'm still playing the game. Like, <laughs> but I'm also the one who put in like 500 hours into Animal Crossing and I'm still religiously playing. Ugh. I'm playing Animal Crossing harder than I played any of the Pokemon games. Ooh, I think that's saying something. Well, you, I made a, a little you... pact with myself. Oh, I uh, resolved to continue to play Animal Crossing every day I until do the pandemic ends. And then what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with my life after that. I, I haven't know. gotten that far because, unfortunately, until the pandemic ends is kind of a moving goalpost. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> true. Yeah, I told myself. But I have not missed a single day. I haven't either. Because I I went into quarantine a week before, literally one week before Animal Crossing came out. And I just remember being so desperate. Like it had only been a week, but I was already deeply desperate for a little bit of something, something. And I'm sitting here like, I miss my friends. It's been a week. I didn't know. I was young and foolish. (laughs) (laughs) i like went back the other day to like some of my instagram posts and i was like wow it's really hard being like you know socially distanced away from my friends but you know it's all for the best i'm sitting here i'm like oh you sweet summer child you have no idea it's only like you know the end of march and you're sitting here lamenting it'll only be a couple of months it's december Oh, I knew. I knew. As soon as, as soon as the convention started, like one by one dropping, I think for me the death knell was weirdly Kineticon, which is a Connecticut-based convention, duh, um, which happens in July, usually the week after the Fourth of July. Yeah. And when that one fell, when that one wasn't happening, I was like, oh, all right, 
no cons for 2020. And everyone, everyone tish tished me. They were like, oh my God, you're so negative. I was like, no, I'm not negative. I'm realistic. Like yeah. if you can't go to a convention in the height of summer when people can be outside, you ain't going to be at a convention when it's gross out and y'all's got to be inside. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I had a yeah, I had a gut feeling that uh, New York Comic Con wasn't going to happen as summer was passing by. Well, uh, New York we, Comic Con we knew wasn't going to happen because June came and went, and we did not hear so much as a whisper exactly. about purchasing tickets. Yeah, because summertime was usually the time when like past uh, attendees would get like exclusive like first wave access, and I heard no emails, no rumblings, no nothing, and I'm not thinking. Yeah, no, this isn't gonna happen. Cause usually I get um I'm a June birthday and I get my um Comic Con tickets, my New York Comic Con tickets the week before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I'm very well aware when those come out. So I didn't get I didn't get crap. I didn't see nothing. And no. so when people were still holding out hope, like, oh, October is almost here, maybe we'll have New York Comic Con. I was like, how? zero tickets have been sold. What? They're going to like rush. I feel like, I feel like they only did like a rush sale once before New York comic con started getting popular, like in September or August. Oh, that may have been before I started going, but then, but then they moved toward the summer when it finally got super big. And like the demand for tickets was like, no, I feel like I distinctly remember maybe my first few years, first one to three years uh tickets would always go on sale like august or september yeah people have got to plan a lot further in advance these days oh yeah yeah no i just got noticed that uh the final fantasy 7 remake concert that i got tickets to uh was postponed you only just got noticed that was postponed a month ago well no no no, no. that's what i meant a month ago yeah 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 Cause I'm, I was going. To, are you going to the one in Boston? Were you going to that too? Yes, I was. Yeah, and it is got it my was, tickets it was, last. It was, it was just funny because it was like I'm, I'm looking at the notice. Like it got postponed. Like, oh, cool. What's the date? Literally a year from the the day we got the notice. Like, oh God, no. <laughs> yeah, there. I thought. I thought though. Actually, it's earlier than I figured because I thought that they were going to postpone it for a full calendar year. Because the concert, if I recall, would have been in, like, January. The concert's original date was the last day of January. Yeah. It's actually my nephew's birthday. Um, so <laughs> they postponed it, but rather than postponing it for January of 2022, they postponed it to some, like, I think it's, like, November 12th or something in 2021. Arbitrary. Yeah. But, you know, eventually I will be out there enjoying the concert. I'm excited for it because I went to the Final Fantasy concert that they had before um, before this one. I think it was Distant Worlds was the concert that they were doing. Right. And it was very nice. And, of course, they had yeah. a very large group of men in a choir on stage to do the bit for playing the Sephiroth song. 
Oh boy, that must have been. Oh, right. it was that so good. Been... And they were like, they, they hammed it. It was because it was one of the last um, songs they performed. Of course it was. Of course you Bo- Boston Symphony Orchestra performing. Uh, yeah. And so they called. They they pulled in uh, a group of uh, a male choir. And as soon as they had the male choir, I was like, I know what's up. And then the conductor, you know, kind of does like the take and me like, all right, everybody. Uh, this one's a participation. And we're all sitting there like, all right, all right. I, I knew immediately what was up. And so the conductor is like, all right, um, you, the audience, need only sing one word. And I'm sure the rest of the audience was starting to catch on. Like, oh, God. Notes. Uh, pianist, can you play the notes for us? And we're all sitting here like, we know. You don't have to. Okay. And so the pianist plays the the notes. And it's obviously the Sephiroth part. Yeah. Um, it's three notes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think two of those notes are repeating. Well. I went. You don't have to get too technical. <laughs> yeah, I think two of the notes are repeating. I have to check the sheet music. Anyway, so yeah, that that happened. And actually, hilariously, just as like a, a complete aside, um, I made a t-shirt to wear to that concert, and it just so happens I'm wearing the shirt right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a... What's the, what's the shirt? It has a bunch of like little chibi chocobos in different colors. Oh. Um, and it's got a galaxy ombre on it. Um, at the very bottom of the shirt in the front, it has uh there's there's the golden chocobo and it's got little sparkles. And then on the back of the shirt it says <laughs> Wark Hard Play Hard. <laughs> of course. I'm a big fan. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, we, 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 obviously my favorite part of Final Fantasy. It's not the story, it's not the music, it's the damn chocobo. Yeah. Yeah, no, because we were talking about maybe getting together that day of the concert. And just yeah, like no. getting dinner or hanging out. <laughs> not well, well, anymore. Not anymore. Maybe next year, literally. <laughs> on the new date. And it's a Friday, so I'm thinking I hope either I would assume I would be in a new job by then, so I'll just have to take it out of work. I uh, see it being on Friday always makes me nervous because I'm like, ah, nuts. Friday traffic. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, the concert hall is not especially far from where I live. I'm sure it's not, depending on where I take the train. Oh, yeah. I would still probably, I would take a train or, or a lift in. Probably oh, no, I think we would take the train probably from either. No, I think most of I do it from the airport if they're, do, if they're doing it. Yeah, if they're doing it, I'd probably take a lift because my partner works at um, Boston University. So he can probably just walk <laughs> into the, uh, <laughs> to the to the venue. <laughs> Oh, I bet. I think that's what we did last time, and he met me there, and then we just took his car back. Nice. But, uh, yeah, that got postponed to next year. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've been seeing the um, 
the start of 2021 being blank, so to speak, with uh, arguably I, with Magfest and Capricorn. Oh, you're the, counting Magfest. That's fair. The two, I would say, they're the two like sort of like big convention year kickoffs events. I kind of knew the, there was going to be no Capricorn. Yeah. At this point, my question is, will there be a Dragon Con? And the answer is, so far, we're projected to maybe have a Dragon Con. Right. P.S. Dragon Con is in, like, September. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. We yeah, I, can't, I cannot imagine, like... um. Rhode Island Comic Con is normally the first weekend in November. That was canceled ages ago. But um, I believe they were co-oping with another convention this year that actually takes place in the spring. Right. I cannot remember for the life of me what that other convention is, of course. Um, mm. But I just got an email from like Rhode Island Comic Con sources being like, buy your tickets now. But I think the convention's in like March or May or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't no, think I will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't look good, fam. Right. Yeah, we, I, we, we, just, we got extremely lucky with PAX East being the last con of the year. So I to speak. mean, holy moly. Like, I, so many companies had pulled out, too. If you recall, yeah, like Sony backed Sony, out. Sony backed out. Um, um, some companies had a massive reduction of of their, their like presence. Yeah. yeah, I remember being very pleased that the expo hall was a little bit like the the hallways of the expo hall, if you can call them that. The little walkways were a little bit widened because there were fewer booths. So yeah, rather than have yeah. these large empty spaces, <laughs> they just redesigned it to give the hallway space a little bit more room. And as a cosplayer slash, you know, convention goer, I was like, yes, please. This is great. I feel less like I'm on top of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it was definitely easier to move around if i can remember that far back i feel like nah yeah it, it was probably easier to move around the, the con floor and what i mean it was it was still hard for me to move around because if i recall one of the days i was in giant dragon wings and the other day i was wearing a tentacruel head i think the last day i was in something manageable still a cosplay but like something manageable right i always try to make sunday's costume manageable because that's when I do a lot of my um, a lot of my gameplay at the expo floor. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, like doing I feel the like demos a and people, stuff. A lot of people, unless for some bizarre reason, Sundays their only day they're gonna go. Sunday to like casual, take an easy day. I mean, I still cosplay the nines because there is no such thing as casual, take it easy day. Plus, again, <laughs> I live twenty minutes from the venue. If I'm feeling tired, True. I can go home. True. And come back. True. Oh, yeah, dude. 20 minutes. Yeah, I no, I mean, I had a hotel, but I mean. I love know. getting a hotel at a convention because I, I have puppy stamina. And I cannot imagine that 
I'm going to have any stamina when I, you know, when we come back to having conventions, I think my stamina is going to be completely shot, but right. I have puppy stamina where it's like, I get really excited and I do lots and lots of stuff. Yeah. And then I run out of energy because I don't know how to budget my energy. So yeah. it's like full force, real excited. And then bloop, I'm done. <laughs> so having having like a, a hotel room is awesome because then usually what happens is one of two things. I either go back to the hotel room and take a nap or I go back to the hotel room, change into something more sensible, usually like a cosplay hoodie, and then like traverse the rest of the convention only mildly regretting the fact that I took off my costume because then I see everyone else doing cool like costume stuff and photo stuff and I'm just like maybe I should put it back on sometimes I do usually yeah. I don't usually I take off my costume it's off yeah you want to commit to the wig cap not, comes uh, off I'm not putting it back on if the wig cap comes off <laughs> if I've removed my I fake eyelashes they're done yeah no I was I was actually just getting reminded of packaging because one of our mutual friend um mid scully had been posting uh some shots that i guess she had just gotten back or just never got around to posting of her the legendaries from sword and shield that she made along with a friend of hers and just oh oh yeah so they good. um they they have been going back and posting a lot of stuff like that um i think it was just stuff that they never got around to posting that's what i think it was yeah um but they've been doing a lot more with um 2d art lately uh if i recall midge just got into doing like uh twitch streaming their art and they have such a great style it like it gives me a lot of like i remember the first time i saw it i was like okay i'm getting kind of like magical vibe meets like scott pilgrim but when the more I look at it, the more unique it is. And Midge is really talented. So, like, they're definitely oh, yeah. worth a look at if you do not already look at them. Yeah. Also, you know, their cosplays are beautiful. And they're deeply, deeply beautiful humans. But. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I, I adore Midge to bits and pieces. I know. I don't know if Midge has been doing a lot of cosplay work lately. I think it's been mostly 2D. So recently, right. uh, I do understand that they do commissions, though. So that's another great source if anyone's seeking artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she she had shared her Jolteon cosplay. Yeah, that, that one came made. out. Uh, yeah, the, I believe that was one that they did for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because of uh, tragedy in my well, because of dad passing away. That was around mm -hmm. the time when they made that. So. Like she made that specifically to cheer me up. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" Because Jolteon's my favorite evolution. I don't think I knew that. I I believe that's why she made the Jolteon specifically for me. Aw, I have yet to cosplay as my favorite evolution. Okay, who is that? It's okay. So technically, technically, I have, but I don't count it. Uh, my favorite evolution is Flareon. I do not count Sailor Flareon as a unofficial cosplay because it doesn't it doesn't have any special design to it. And it technically was, it was, I also did like all of the Sailor Scouts, I just made them for other people. Right, okay, yep. Yeah. 
I remember your trailer for around. Yeah, that was so. That, did, that didn't. Ago. Yeah, that didn't. That didn't that have count. the. That didn't. Yeah, that didn't have the quote unquote mink flair of like injecting your own personality or having a specifically fully designed outfit done by you, so to speak. <laughs> right. Right. But, um, it was a delightful concept to do with like a whole group of people. Hated oh, doing it because it was a lot of work. Oh but. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. On my end, I'm trying to do more podcast episodes as I can come along with them. Um, it's hard when there isn't a whole lot of convention hype. Which is why this video series of like what's new with this cosplayer that's what i'm that's my goal of trying to get new out new uh episodes out because exactly like my blog and this show have taken a hit this year in lack of content so to speak because there's nothing going on <laughs> right and like for uh for me as i said like i have not changed the rigor with which i make i design and make costumes so for me it's like business as usual the only downside is um i don't i'm not competing as much as i used to which is woeful not because i don't want to but mostly because i don't know where the competitions are there are a lot of virtual conventions and i usually find out about them after the fact which is uh. unfortunate um, I really love competing. Um, it's a great way to like meet folks and to just kind of share in the splendor that is crafting. Yeah. I just haven't had the opportunity to, cause I don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been, it's been an interesting time because I'm still making costumes aggressively. I've been branching out to doing other things. So uh, I've been making my own clothing. I've been designing my own fabric I am waiting super impatiently for um, <laughs> enamel pins to come in. Oh my God. Yes. That uh, I am dying. Yes. Um, oh my God. So listeners who do not know why we are freaking out. I designed an enamel pin featuring Isabel from Animal Crossing a character that I have fallen in love with by playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. Because the only other like Animal Crossing game I played I was, gonna ask. was the original, and she was not in it. Yeah, no, I Actually, I played ask. New Leaf, and I don't think she's in it either. So, so I, well, I mean, like, so, um, yeah, so you play, I mean, you played New Leaf, you just said, but, like, the original and New Horizons have been like the only Animal Crossing game. Like, you've just been religiously playing. Yeah, that's it. And I played. I remember I played um, the original Animal Crossing like a lot. Yeah. Um, but I didn't play it like all year round because other things came out. Right. But this Animal Crossing, uh, New Horizons, been awesome because it's also been how I socialize sometimes. Uh, yeah. And the fact that you get to decorate your island, not just your house, gives you just more diversity of stuff. And I'm very much a completionist, too. So it's like, oh, we've got all these holiday things. And I'm like, all right, I'm playing yeah, for my holidays. I, 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 I kind of like skipped out on Turkey Day because the guy asked what he wanted. I was like, where the fuck? Where the hell do I get this? Oh, it was so cute. Okay, so I we wanted clams. Where do I, did I have to do deep diving? Are you serious? To get the clams? To get the manila clams? No, you use the shovel. 
What? The shovel? He wanted manila clams. Those are the things that you use to make bait. They were in the ground? I yes, thought they were on the manila beach. Clam. They were like the manila clam. Manila is my favorite flavor of clam. I didn't know they were in the ground. Oh, honey, you've never made bait. Clearly, you didn't do the fishing events. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like fishing. Oh, see, I love fishing mini games and anything. The only any the only thing I, that, I like fishing. Um, the only thing real wide that I've ever fully completed was getting all the fossils. Oh, I did do all the fossils. That's an inevitability. If you play enough, you'll get them all. Oh yeah. Um, but the bugs and the fish. Yeah, no, thank you. Oh, I finally caught a walking stick bug today, and I was real proud of myself. It only <laughs> took me as long as it possibly could. Uh, but yeah, I for the it. Thanksgiving event, I totally looked up all the ingredients ahead of time, literally the day before Thanksgiving. And I spent the day before Thanksgiving making sure I had everything I needed so that it was just like a cakewalk. I can't wait for snow to come on the island. I want to know how that looks. Oh, I'm so oh, excited. It's, well, first of all, it just started like snow flurrying on my island, and that's delightful. Uh, uh, but yet, I'm mine. Because that's what rain is now, is just like little snow flurries. But when it comes, it's going to be, I mean, it's just going to be as delightful as when we had the maple leaf season. Yeah. I just remember. I'm no, excited for the I, winter DIYs. So excited. Oh, oh young I could guy. take a leaf toy day, but I'm real excited for winter DIYs. I remember I just got a crap ton of Halloween stuff after giving um, Jack a butt ton of candy. Yeah. I was the stocking up on candy. Lit. It was like, I got the jack-o'-lantern, like, pumpkin carriage. Yeah. And it was just a big, fat boy. I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I loved the Halloween stuff. So, obviously, I was super, super inspired. And um, I was actually planning on making stickers. I Every year, as you know, every year I do um, holiday cards for my patrons over on Patreon. That's Anyone right. who has been a patron of mine in that calendar year, whether you are a patron currently or not, whether it's just a dollar or you're a high roller, you're getting a card. And in that card will also be a sticker. And usually each year I do a series of stickers. So it's kind of like collect them all. Um, so this year I like one of the drafts of things that I was thinking of was like, memes based on popular things from 2020 so i had worked on i had made a design of uh, a holiday themed among us sticker i made a holiday themed um tiger king sticker and i made a holiday themed animal crossing sticker which specifically was isabel um right. holding a little present and i thought it was wicked wicked cute and i was like you know what this would actually make a really dope enamel pin and then one, two, skip a few. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that. I'm going to order a couple, like a small batch of enamel pins. So far, I've only like published that I have this and that it's being made to like close friends only for the initial run of pre-orders. And they're me, getting me, a, me. <laughs> yeah, those folks are actually getting a really good deal because I will be putting it up for public consumption basically when they come in, but I will be charging a little bit more for them once they come in. 
So the pre-orders, so the pre-order price is like the lowest I could possibly sell them for and not turn a profit, but not lose money. Right. So that was the friend only sale. Um, but then, which is still like, it's not that much, but, um, I suspect the, uh, the everybody sale will be somewhere between eight and $10. Right. Which That's for an fair. enamel pin, especially for like a one and three, a three quarter inch enamel pin. That's pretty good price. Mm. Yeah. It'll probably go on my lanyard. Oh yeah. Mine, my... mine is definitely going on my lanyard. <laughs> well, it, no, no. It's attached to my car keys. Oh, I had a final lanyard, but I wear to work. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because uh, I had a Final Fantasy lanyard for the longest time. Like, I got, like, a free gift when I bought too much stuff at the Square Enix store. Uh, it broke. So I was like, okay. I was looking around, and the uh, lanyard that I chose, it's a filthy casual lanyard, but it's got all of your, a lot of your pins that you've given me over the years with the hand-drawn of Pokemon Yes, uh, the, wanna, the button pins, not the, the button pins. pins. Yeah, no, yeah. the button pins. Um, because um, I have another lanyard that I have that's specifically for convention wearing. Cause it's got a lot of my favorite enamel pins Aww. on there. But um, no, your uh, button pin lanyard is my car key lanyard. Oh, that's and, delightful. And I, I told you that um, the Isabel pin is gonna go smack dab on my hat. That I have another pin on. That another one of my best friends gave me at PAX East, which um, actually uh, listeners will remember uh, the Bunwich when she was on my show um, for PAX East. But she gave me a uh, pin specifically for her friends. Um, and it was of the uh, it's a, it's of a sea salt ice cream representing the sea salt trio from Kingdom Hearts because that's her favorite series. That's my favorite series also. But then on the sea salt ice cream, it says "salty bitch," and I'm like, "Oh, this is beautiful." <laughs> so that's on that's on one side of my hat, and then your little pin's gonna go on the other side. Yeah. And I'm just gonna be a happy little bean whenever I put on that hat. I am. Stupid excited. Actually, yeah. the site that I'm ordering it from, uh, which is the Pin Wizard, they're very good. I am enamored with how quickly they're communicating with me. It's crazy. Oh, that's great. Well, like I started the process of like organizing, making this pin thing happen the day before Thanksgiving. And this company is allegedly like they have like uh like a united states factory and everything however like on thanksgiving they were like emailing me like hey is, here's like the proof of the artwork that you sent us like does this look good and i was like oh like actually can you make this quick change like there's an error here and they and, and you know i'm like don't worry about it i know it's thanksgiving like happy thanksgiving and they like within 20 minutes, they were like, Oh, yeah, we made the change for you. How's this? And I was like, It's perfect. <laughs> Holy smokes. Please have a Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, be like, For God's sake, have a Thanksgiving. <laughs> God help. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm so excited. So, of course, I was like, You have my seal of approval. It is ready for print. 
And so they immediately messaged me back like, okie dokie, like you can expect them early to mid-December. And I'm sitting here being like, early to mid-December? Well, early December starts this week. It's yeah. not going to be ready this week. But yeah. you know but, your girl's going to be sitting there like, is there yet? How about now? Like just opening oh, my mailbox. Oh, yeah. like, How about now? No, yeah, no. I actually more heartbreaking news in terms of delayed because I'm assuming because of COVID. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Tifa action figure that I bought as a treat for myself during what was supposed to be New York Comic Con week, as my Comic Con treat. Uh, the original pre-order date was this month. I checked it this morning. It got pushed to January. I'm a sad little boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the uh coffee talk collector edition that i've been like frantically excited for because that's obviously one of my top games of the year or one of my favorite games of the year since i demoed it at pax east so like they teamed up with this like gaming company to make a special collector edition only through their site let me see here because i have the i like printed out like the order receipt and the original date was uh, shipping in August and September. Then it got pushed to October, November. And then it got pushed to December and January. I'm just like, make it stop. <laughs> Please stop. I told you, moving goalposts. I know, I don't like it. But I mean, those are two major purchases that I'm like frantically waiting on. So hopefully these next two months will give me the fruits of my money spending habits. <laughs> of your patience yeah. of your patience yeah, yeah. please um, I know I only know patience all the kickstarters that I funded back when like I felt like I had money because I wasn't doing anything in like April I'm like are those you yet no not yet oh okay yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like now I'd be god of war and I'm thinking to myself my original plan was to get cyberpunk 2077 as my first PS5 game. But then you and I had a discussion earlier of like, yeah, no, it might not, it, it might be better to just wait until like maybe beginning or middle of next year to get a PS5 because they're kind of impossible to get right now. They are super impossible to get. And so plus, keep- like, the newest consoles always have some bugs. Bugs, glitches, whatever you may call it. Right. Tech issues. Next to no new games out. Because now I'm well, here, this I- is unheard of. Because usually they have any good games or like, you know, AAA titles that they're, you know, promoting at launch. But I feel like it's not really happening. PS5, I think they just had, they were hyping up Demon Souls remake and the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Which, okay, to be fair, that looks dope, but I don't know if a Spider-Man game is going to usher in the dawning of a new, like, I don't think that's going to have the same zing as, like, if they had maybe done Horizon Yeah. at launch. Oh, that's they, why I like Nintendo. Nintendo does it right. Nintendo's yeah. like, oh, new console? We're going to bundle it with a new Zelda game or a new Mario game? Or, hey, maybe both. Because we know you keep coming for them. <laughs> that's so, right. We do. We do keep coming for them. They got us by so the that's ball. What, that's what we're going to, 
you know, flagship that those are going to come out. Like you can tell Nintendo doesn't have anything on the rise right now because no, they have, they don't have uh, a new Mario game coming out. Their and major holiday release had, I feel like it technically was age of calamity. Yeah. That was the closest thing that we were going to get. And age of calamity is, Lovely and all, but it's not Breath of the Wild 2. We're still waiting for Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. So, like, tangent aside, I've been reading up on how, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 delays constantly, and everyone's hoping, oh, they're December 10th, hopefully the one. And I've been reading that, like, if people want to play it on the PS5, they're giving them, like, a free upgrade patch or like upgrade version of the game to play on the ps5 so now i'm thinking to myself huh maybe i should just get it for the ps4 and then just upgrade it because outside of cyberpunk because i mean outside of cyberpunk the only other game that i have on my radar is i put in a pre-order for uh bravely default 2 which was supposed to come out by the end of the year, but then it got pushed to February of next year. Which yep, okay, everything's, everything's getting delayed. I yeah, but I mean, like honestly, February is not too terrible of a long wait compared to like today. Yeah, but I may I may awful. just have yeah I may just have Cyberpunk maybe, but I'm telling myself if I'm gonna get Cyberpunk, get it after Christmas because for God's sakes, you're spending too much money. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Isn't that uh, what the holidays is all about? Yeah, it is. But I mean, I gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even I'm just like, oh god. But um, yeah. Tangent aside, uh, Minks really knocking it out of the park with her outfit that she'd been sharing on Patreon that I've been taking a gander at. I mean, am I allowed to say any of them that you've shared? Yeah. Okay, uh, she made a Psyduck, which is hilarious, because it involves a floof of hair that is... Ah, the detachable floof. The detachable floof. So that's amazing. Uh, her... Was it Gengar or Haunter? Which one was it? It was Haunter. Haunter. Haunter was fantastic. Oh my god. I was fangirling so hard. And so <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how your Articuno turns out. Oh, thanks. Even though you, I, I feel like you did say when you shared the design, you were like, why should I design it this way? I feel like I'm not going to like it, but nah. No, I love the design. I'm terrified at the implementation because it's going to be hard and a lot of work. That's what you meant. That's what like, I meant. Yeah, yeah. Why am I doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself? The holidays. <laughs> I should be taking it easy. JK. <laughs> JK, JK. But, uh, yeah. You uh, told me you had stuff going on later tonight. So, I think like this is probably a nice place to wrap it up. Um. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you, as always, for joining in. It's always, always love being able to spend time with you and have you come on my show. But, uh, yeah, this is with the series of episodes that I'm trying to put out if I'm able to get more returning guests from either this past year or other years that I've done the show. Because everyone, every content creator, cosplayer has been treating quarantine lockdown differently. But other than that, 
if they want to see your work, Mink, where do they go? Well, I am Mink the Theater on social media. So you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, Store Envy, and on Thursday nights, you can catch me streaming on Twitch. Yeah, and those are fun. And then you do, I think you do occasional other day streams, like weekend streams. Yeah, on the weekends, I have been promoting a charity event called Extra Life, where I usually do gaming. I'll be doing that again in December, too. Uh, My favorite kind of gaming to stream is point-and-click adventure games or platform games. So if that suits your fancy, I'd say the best way to keep tabs on that, of course, is follow me on twitch or you can check my uh social media usually twitter is the easiest to follow for when announcements about when i'll be streaming and what i will be streaming right and uh yeah you guys can just stick it to the lightning palace blog you can pledge to my patreon if you want even though it's free or just stay tuned for more episodes i'm hopefully going to try to get maybe I won't, I'll try to get at least one, one to two more before the end of the year, depending on how that goes. And uh, just, I guess, if you see a blog post come up, it comes up. But don't get, don't hold your breath if I don't make anything on that scale for the rest of the year. Because, again, it's just not much going on. So, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you all next time. Bye.